Hi, welcome back to our podcast, Entrepreneurship Uncovered. And I'm your host, Gabby Luma, CPA and CEO of Mod Ventures, a virtual outsourced accounting and advisory firm. We help influencers, online and service-based entrepreneurs set up accounting systems, get clear on their financial information, and make informed business decisions. Today we have with us Rebecca from Becca Della Plants, and we are so excited to have her um, talk about all the houseplant things, but also about how she decided to take her hobby and make it into a business, essentially. We are so excited to have you today. Yeah, Rebecca, I keep on calling you Rebecca. No one calls me Rebecca except for my mom. Which I am, and I'm so excited (laughs) to have you on our podcast today. So, um, Becca, tell us about um, yourself and about Della Plants. Sure. Well, first of all, my name is Becca. No one calls me Rebecca except for my mom. (laughs) Um, And my husband when he wants to get my attention. But anyway, so yeah, my name is Becca. Della Plants, I guess, is my stage name. It's a play on my maiden name, Della Paz, and it just started off as an Instagram account as a fun way to share my plants. And that's really where it all started. I didn't have plans for it to become this big thing. Houseplants were just sort of something I started doing after college or even a little bit during my last semester of college to get my mind off of things and to, I suppose, find a new way to be a student, to find a new way to keep learning and keep growing. And plants have turned out to be a really great way to do that. So with that, at the beginning of 2019, I started my YouTube channel, which is Becca De La Plants, and that is where I have seen things really, really grow and change so much really, really fast. I would say that my growth on YouTube happened really quickly, and my growth on Instagram has been a little bit more of a slow roll. So that's that's totally fine. I think that Instagram is very it's a very different platform than YouTube in general. It's a little bit more personal in its own way and yeah so that's basically my social media presence i also am on tiktok but not really much going on over there i'm trying but new social platforms are so much to learn but tiktok is really taking the world by storm with a lot of really helpful information being put out on there as well as just like fun entertainment well i guess i should say like what i do so i I own houseplants and I have probably around 150 plants as of right now. That will be changing because I'm moving, so I have to downsize quite a bit. But I've basically built a brand and a company surrounded by the fact that I love plants. And in my videos, I share advice on my on your plants based on what I've learned from my plants. I'm not a horticulturalist. And honestly, I find that kind of refreshing to hear from people who are not the big professionals. And of course, we should look to those people first, but sometimes it's really helpful to just talk with people and learn about their experiences um, because it feels a little bit more, I guess, palatable. It's a little bit easier to understand sometimes um, when people can break down what the professionals are saying into sort of layman's terms. And so that is what I do. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. When you first started Della Plants, it sounds like it wasn't you know, it was kind of on a whim. Like it wasn't like something you were trying to see completely blow up. You share that you were just trying to, you know, kind of continue your college education and just learn. Do you think a lot of influencers actually start that way? 
Yeah, I think a lot of influencers start just sharing about what they love on social media. And especially when you're super niche down and you are not just sharing about your life, you're sharing about your hobbies and how your hobbies are a part of your life. I think a lot of people start off that way. And when you are in a niche, I mean, you've talked about this, but when you are in a niche, it's so much easier to grow because you're targeting a very, very, very specific audience. And so I think that's a lot of the reason that I've had so much success. And I had no idea. I didn't plan that. I didn't think to myself, houseplants is a very specific niche and this will be really great for my business. It just happened. And I, it fell into my lap. And you and I have talked about this a lot. Like I'm accidentally a business owner and I've accidentally come upon all of this success. And not to say I'm like making six figures right now. I'm definitely not. But I mean, eventually it will be that I'm confident. So it's not something that I planned. It's not something that I was really trying to do, which yeah, it feels kind of weird to say, but it just sort of happened. How did you decide on plants? I mean, that was not something, I mean, I know we, we have gardening in our background and, um, you kind of grew up around some of that, but we really weren't into actually houseplants. So how did you just like dive into that arena? I, well, I started off with a basil plant because I had just come back from a trip from Italy and I was really like nostalgic it was basil just felt nostalgic so i started off with that to like implement with my cooking and then i started scrolling around on instagram and i i think just something came up like i was following apartment therapy which is a really big instagram account and i think that they posted something about a houseplant person and from there it just really spiraled like i started following more people on instagram who were into houseplants and I still follow those people and have actually made relationships with some of those people, which is really cool. It's kind of like meeting your hero and then they end up being awesome, which doesn't happen super often. So that's pretty much how it started. And I bought a ficus elastica or a rubber tree and I researched for hours about this one single plant and like observed it so closely. But I don't know, maybe part of it was like I was trying to, uh, I don't know. Yeah, we didn't really have a ton of houseplants, but we looked at old pictures a couple of weeks ago and we did find like some, you had some pothos, you had some spider plants in the house. So I do have memories of that, but I don't remember ever like watering them. Like I don't have those type of memories. (laughs) Like obviously you watered them. They looked pretty in the pictures, but I don't, it was never like a thing where we sat down and like repotted plants. Um, unless it was outside we did that a lot so i think that's kind of where my love of plants started because i i knew the joy that they can bring you outside and i kind of wanted to feel that inside and also i lived in a house but it was a rental and i couldn't have a garden so i've been watching you go through this journey and um it is definitely i think you know something entirely unexpected and i had no idea really the power of you know, like Instagram and YouTube and how big it could blow up, especially if you're really niched well. But when was the moment you decided that you wanted to take your hobby and become truly a business owner? I think the moment was pretty much when my channel was monetized. That was in April of 2019. That was about four months after I started, which was really fast. I think that kind of showed me that, oh, you can actually make money off of this. This could actually be your life. And I never want my company, I guess I can call it a company now, I never want it to be based around my YouTube channel entirely, 
because it's really important to diversify your income just in case. I think that's when I sort of started to think about like, oh, how else can I make like money off of this? How, what else can I do to increase this? You know, I started really researching how I can make a little extra on the side. Um, and when I started the channel, I was a teacher, so I didn't have a ton of time to put into it. And so at first it was kind of like haphazard and I didn't really think about it too much. But then after I stopped being a teacher and I started working it at Mod in the marketing, I started thinking how cool would it be to wake up every day and like be so excited to go to work. And it's not that I've never felt that before. It's just that this is something that I'm building and I make, I call all the shots. I make all the decisions. So um, we laugh all the time because you say that I have basically scarred you and that you have to monetize your hobbies. And so I guess in this case, it wasn't such a terrible thing. <laughs> yeah, well, for context, when your mom is an entrepreneur, you do anything. You, you pick up any hobby and you're kind of good at it. She will try to convince you to monetize it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, yeah, my whole life, like, what else have I enjoyed? Like, oh, I remember when I was much younger, we made Christmas bows and we would walk around selling them because, like, I don't know who thought of this, but we were like, let's just try to make some Christmas bows and see what happens, like, for our own gifts. And they were like, oh, wait, we could sell these. So that was, like, one of my earliest memories of you, like, using me. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is one of my earliest memories of us, like, doing anything to, like, make money with something that we made. And so, yeah, from then on, like, any time I made bows for my cheer team and you always were like, you should be charging for this, <laughs> which I don't think I ever did, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I totally forgot about that story. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's true. And I think you were, like, seven or eight. <laughs> I was but I was yeah. like that too. I mean, that's how I grew up. We had chickens, we sold eggs, you know, if we always were looking at how to kind of do the side hustle. So I always say that I wasn't born into entrepreneurship, but for some reason we like the hustle. So um, anyway, that's really great. That's a great story. I forgot all about that. Yeah, you've been doing this for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and and also like she... My mom has kind of cursed me in a way that's like I've seen her just live like own a business and kind of like live the life that she wants for my whole life, really. I mean, as long as I can remember, I don't really remember you working out of the house. I mean, I was eight years old when you started your business. I have strong memories of pestering you all the time and you're just like begging me like, please take your sister and <laughs> yeah. go in the other room because I'm trying to work. <laughs> And I was like, mom, we're so bored. And that's my childhood memories. Like, that's my memories of my mom, like, just working so hard and having this, like, this life that you love. I don't really picture myself having anything besides that as an adult, like, especially after this. I remember I did tell you I would never own a business. I specifically told you that. Yes. And I kept telling you in college, too, that you should go into marketing and uh well my english degree has been super helpful in marketing though yes it has just to give a little bit of context you actually officially became you know Della plants llc in was it january 
I think January of this year. Uh, it was before COVID, maybe February, March-ish. All right. So you started taking some major steps and that was getting your business together, actually getting set up on QuickBooks, kind of working through, you know, what it meant to actually be a business owner. Um, tell us a little bit about that journey. Well, I guess I have a little bit of a leg up because my mom is an accountant. So I kind of always knew if I was making money outside of my regular W-2 that I was going to have to claim it at some point or report it because, well, with YouTube, you get an like a 1099 basically from Google and they tell you that up front. So you kind of know going into it like you are going to be making some money. So I was always aware, thankfully, and which is really surprising because some businesses will get into like a lot, making a lot of money and have no idea that they even need to report this which is shocking. But I mean, that's not nothing to be ashamed of. It's just I definitely had a leg up because of who my mom is. Basically, it wasn't to the point. Well, I don't even know. I didn't make like a ton of money in my first year of doing it, but it was enough to, you know, have a schedule C. I just sort of was very overwhelmed by it all. And I put it off for longer than I should have. It wasn't so long that it was detrimental, but I definitely could have handled it a lot sooner. So I guess I would say for anyone out there like if you even if it even comes to your mind like hmm, maybe I should blah 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 like you probably should so it's really good that we got a hold of it when we did because as soon as we loaded up my QuickBooks online there was so like hundreds of transactions that were not categorized which sounds like gibberish but it basically QuickBooks is and well you guys know QuickBooks is I don't need to explain that but really a helpful software to help you Get all your documents ready for end of the year when you get your taxes so you're not doing it all, you know, right before tax season. So you just kind of do it throughout the year. I think a lot of young business owners don't know about that and then they get to tax season and they're like, oh, what the heck is all of this? This sucks. I don't want to do this. You know, my mom and I just sat down and did it real quick one afternoon and now it's kind of set up to where it's automated. Automation is key with all of this because I don't want to be an accountant. I want to be a YouTuber and I want to do on, like I want to be an Instagrammer. I want to do plant stuff. I don't want to sit down and categorize my expenses. Well, and I think that's been one of the things that um, we've worked so much with all of our business owners and just helping you focus on what you do best instead of you know, having to focus on accounting or becoming an accountant, you know, it was fun seeing the light bulbs come on and seeing you go through those motions, but not having to be like having it all figured out. So it's awesome Mm -hmm. to see that. And it's really lucky that I, I had access to a professional so easily. I work in the marketing department, like I'm happy to share how cool Mod is, but really like what Mod does for companies is awesome and it was so easy it was just so easy it's just worth it it's worth every penny yeah that's awesome thanks (laughs) (laughs) after i think the last what three months we kind of together started thinking about how we could help other influencers with their business and realizing that you know hey there's thousands of businesses out there or people who are going from hobby to business and who really want to make a go of it and are doing you know great so far wait let me back up a little bit because i think we need to talk about a few things too for influencers um and this is the idea of having multiple streams of revenue and we were on a car ride and we were just talking about your different revenue streams and i think this is very applicable to most influencers so um can you tell us a little bit about revenue streams you have so i have six currently 
And actually, let me just pull up my my little page here. So I have, I guess, two types of revenue, and that is continuous revenue and intermittent revenue. The continuous revenue is monthly. I can depend on getting that every month or every two weeks or whatever, however often money is dispersed. So I have AdSense from Google, which is right now it makes up the majority of my revenue. I know that as influencers get bigger and grow up a little bit more, AdSense becomes one of the lower contributors to their income, which is actually crazy to think about because, I mean, you can make a lot of money on YouTube ads, which is very cool, very cool. And it almost feels like passive income, you know, to, to some degree because your videos live on and people, YouTube is a search engine. So people can find your videos at any time, watch it, and you're making money off of that. So the next one is Amazon affiliate and just affiliate marketing in general is a really great way to make passive income. I'm currently set up with Amazon and I've, I'm working on another one with reward style currently. I mean, that's a little bit more like home and clothing. And then I currently have a long-term partnership with a soil company. So um, there are some shares involved in that, or I don't know if it would be called shares, but there is some profit sharing. And then I have memberships on my YouTube channel. So that's kind of like a Patreon type of thing. And so I have not that many members. I really should be advertising that more. But, and then intermittent intermittent or like one-time only income would be partnerships. And I'm currently working on a book. So those are, you know, that's sort of what my income looks like as of right now. With the numbers and where I am in my business, it's not enough to live off of. And we were actually talking about this on our recent road trip, we talked a lot about this. I didn't realize how much you actually needed to make for it to be your full-time job because you have to support your business and then you also have to support yourself because you're you're taking a paycheck from your business. The goal that I had in mind before I could go full-time was much, much smaller than what I would probably actually need or what I would hope for. Yes, because you have to actually make all the revenue, right? And then you have to spend so much to keep that revenue going. So that could be your subscription um, expenses, your marketing expenses. You know, if you're buying things to promote on your channel, you have to, you know, expend some cash for that. Also pay your taxes out of that. Basically what's left over is for you. Um, and you want to be able to invest back into your business, especially in the first year or two, you want to, or maybe even three, you know, really invest back into the business to um, create more revenue. And I think that's the, the key to really being successful. Um, and I think that's why there's so much opportunity here is that you can truly do this on a part-time basis and work a full-time job and create, you know, these different revenue streams while you're, you know, working. I think it's a really great way to phase into entrepreneurship. Yeah. With proper time management, it is possible. Without proper time management, you will combust, much like I did a few months ago. So, and that does, you know, it just takes time um, prioritizing and seeing, you know, what's going to be the best investment of your time and energy and, you know, really, truly try to keep that balance in your life because you cannot be creative if you are like stacked to the top. So super important to balance it all and um, be super creative in your time management and um, get more bang for your buck. So, I mean, you recently started another YouTube channel, right? I do have a second YouTube channel now that is less niche and more just life. I will never say that 
the industry is over like oversaturated I'll never say that but there are a lot of people who create lifestyle content but the thing is no one will ever create content like you so never think that the industry is oversaturated because you have something unique to bring Um, there are lots of lifestyle people out there but I don't know if there is a lifestyle channel that sews and thrifts and cooks weird food and has plants and no one else has me so that's what I keep telling myself and it is more of a slow growth over there but it's going to be monetized soon which will be another stream of revenue that'll feed right into my AdSense so it's fun that is sort of my creative outlet like that is where I can just kind of relax I don't feel like not that I put on a face for De La Plants at all it's just that with De La Plants, there is a little bit of a, an, an expectation of knowledge to be exchanged. And so it feels more like, uh, what, what is it called? Like knowledge entertainment. You know, you're learning, but it's also fun to listen to. With my second channel, it's not like that. It's just fun. I've been watching a lot of um, YouTubers that are, you know, decorating for fall, which I absolutely love to do. And they clean and it's called cleaning motivation. And it's just like, it blows my mind, but it's true. After I watch them clean and decorate, I want to go clean and decorate. It's totally motivation. So I love it. And there are, you know, dozens of, of um, you know, homemakers that are, are picking up cameras and, and starting to figure out how to do this. And it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, I think it's bringing back a lot of, um, I'll just say homemaking and the pleasure of it and the creativity that it is that it is around it. So I've enjoyed watching those um, quite a bit. Fast forward to, you know, a couple of months ago, we started diving into a class because we really could see that influencers needed something to make that jump from becoming a, from, from being a hobbyist to becoming a business owner. We created the Business Savvy Influencer course really it's the starter and, and a lot of it is inspired by Becca's journey and just the years and years of experience that I have with startup companies and getting them going um, and it's been so fun to work with you on this tell us a little bit about why you think this this course is going to be really really important for people to take the business sa- business savvy influencer is like the ultimate course for startup businesses and influencers Anyone who just has found out that their hobby is going to make them a lot of money and they want to dive into that more. And really the distinction between business and hobby, like one of the biggest things is what is your intention behind all of this? And are you actively trying to grow this into making more money? That's a big part of it. And which that was what I got hung up on a lot. Like, when am I considered a business and what is my liability once I become a business and there's just so many question marks surrounding all of this and sometimes it's even confusing for the professionals so you can imagine after years and working in this industry how hard it would be for a newcomer and that's what the business savvy influencer is for it's to decode things and make it very simple because when you break it down you know, this part of a business is a little bit more simple, a little more cut and dry, but there's a lot of conflicting information. There's a lot of information from people who aren't actually the professional, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but their knowledge only goes so far. 
So you'll see a lot of YouTubers talking about how they started their business, how they did this and that. But it really, I mean, it's the same thing with plants. Like I can tell you how I take care of my plants. I can tell you how I water them, but it's never going to compare to hearing how a horticulturalist or a botanist would water their plants. You know, it's just so different. With this course, the BSI, we're hearing from the professionals on how they would start their business after they've worked with so many startups. So I think that's really valuable. There's a lot of value to be brought in all aspects of this starter class. Um, Well, and I think what interests me is that, you know, as a professional, I really um, felt like this is such a great niche. But as a professional, as a CPA, I am not seeing a lot of um, interest in this area from other professionals. And it's a great opportunity for us to um, jump in there and help these influencers, these baby businesses, um, really ne- make that next step. And um, again, we we have so much experience to share. So we're excited about that. There's so many things that we we can walk you through. Um, but again, you know, it's it's based on a framework and years and years and years of experience that we get to bring to the table. And um, you know, BSI which is our acronym for the Business Savvy Influencer. Um, BSI is going to be so fun to teach and to meet so many new people um, and just see all these different niches. And I just get energized by it because I love entrepreneurs in that stage in life. It's just so fun. And honestly, I think like the community aspect is the most important part of all of this because there's so many unknowns about this industry as of right now and it's really important to have other people to bounce things off of i mean i know with me specifically i have two people who are also influencers in my life that i've discussed you know brand partnerships with like oh how much did they offer you oh they only offer me this much and you know maybe i have more or less followers than them so it makes sense or it doesn't make sense you know it's really helpful to see because not to say the brands are shady but they're trying to save coin you know what i mean so they might offer you less because they assume you don't know and i think a big part of this is just having other people to talk to about what you're experiencing and i mean not get screwed over really i mean you get paid what you're worth because you have a community of people who understand and are also doing the same thing. So that is going to be huge. That's going to be a huge part of the BSI community is just sharing that kind of information so that people are treated fairly. Mm-hmm. Well, and the interesting thing to me is that there's whole marketing agencies now that are have like niched or a section of their business is for influence marketing. So the marketing agencies know what they're doing Um, and they can, you know, approach influencers. In fact, I was approached, um, as an influencer in the accounting industry and, you know, they just, you know, just watching their strategy was really interesting. You know, can we just ask you one question? Can we, you know, all these different things that they do to get you to promote their products, um, you know, and being in the accounting industry industry and respected in my, in, in the industry for, you know, knowledge and being, you know, innovative and creative in how we do things, um, you're going to have people reach out to you and kind of just Mm -hmm. expect you to endorse certain things. So um, I think it's a really interesting segment of the marketing 
world. Um, and I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger. And I think that's what we're seeing. That's what marketing agencies are seeing. So we definitely want to make sure that there's a business plan so that these baby influencers are not taken advantage of and they can build their business um, because they'll be seen as very, very valuable in this new world of marketing. Okay, so since we're talking about BSI, um, we're going to be adding a few um, different freebies and um, you'll want to go to our Instagram channel and grab the checklist on, you know, what's the next step basically between hobby and business. So if you want to start taking things a little more seriously, you'll be able to see if you're ready for that. And then we will be putting on a webinar and giving you the top four things that you need in order to get started in your influencing business. And, um, and again, I, you know, another plug for BSI, uh, essentially we'll be launching BSI in, in October. We're excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we're, we're going to launch, get as much feedback as we can, and then probably launch again, um, a second time in the new year. And so there'll be some, some benefits to jumping in a little bit early and helping us finish out the, the starter part of that. And again, this is just the beginning. I think there's just so many different ways that we could um, grow BSI brand, really focus on influencers. But, you know, we're already seeing that there's going to be a, you know, a part two and a part three in the future and really helping you through that whole business cycle. Yeah, there's so much to learn. And as we dive deeper into all of these subjects, because there are a few deep, pretty deep dives in this first starter class, we're realizing, oh, there's this and this and this and this, and there's so many things that could be added on. So it's definitely a class to get get on top of and start following along with because this is all you need. I mean, actually, I was doing something for myself, and I actually referred to the BSI class. <laughs> so I've already used it. Like, I am an influencer, and I've already used it. So I think it's really really helpful and you know it, it kind of helps you to do it yourself at the beginning because you're not you're probably not in the place to hire a full outsourced accounting team which is fine you will get there as long as you can figure out these steps step pretty early on and get yourself on track you know but that's not something that's realistic for everyone right away that's fine like mod ventures is an outsourced accounting firm we're here when you're ready but until then, we want to offer you this resource so that you can get started and you're still getting professional advice. Exactly. Well, and I think the thing is, too, is like if you get started well, you'll have less problems in the future. You know, the idea is to start as early as you know that you've decided, you know, you want to be a business and then what that next step is. And it's about, yes, investing, but you're investing so that you're not paying more later. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's the mindset you really have to think about when you're building your business. Um, build to get the knowledge that you need, and of course, automate you know as much as you can, eliminate the things you don't need to be doing, and, um, and then learn to delegate when, you, when you're ready to do that. So really, really exciting. Um, next step for us um, um, on this journey and so we really hope that you will join us and we'll be putting out more dates and information on that soon um, so that you can um, join us okay well thank you so much for joining us this week we will be posting new episodes twice a month 
every other week, and we alternate between our podcast interviews with business owners and chats just with me and uh, what's been on my mind lately in this world of business ownership. I'm really excited for this adventure to get started and with BSI, and I want to thank Becca Della Plants for coming and sharing this time with us. And yeah, we look forward to seeing you at the BSI courses. And if you like what you heard and you want to, you want more of this, please like and subscribe to this podcast. Again, super excited to have you on board this week with us, Becca, and we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks. All right. Take care. (laughs) Bye. Bye.